the smallest things can trigger us sometimes. If you often find yourself asking, why did I react like that? Or why did that affect me so much? Or simply stating something like, wow, that hit a nerve. Then you're in the right place. Join Candace Fraser and Natalie Collar for a fortnightly chat discussing life's different triggers, upbringings, self-reflections and projected opinions, and the art of embracing self-compassion to overcome emotional setbacks. The conversations are candid, real, authentic, and filled with helpful tips. So join us and let's get started. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We are dedicating this episode to discussing emotional triggers and work. Ooh, yes. Work, employment, volunteering, whether you're a boss, whether you work with colleagues, whatever you do, we spend a lot of time working and the relationships that we have with our colleagues, I don't know, they really can make or break if we actually enjoy our work or not. Oh, absolutely, Candice. I know so many people that have either leaving or have left their jobs and because, you know, unbeknownst to them, they were being emotionally triggered Mm. by the people Mm. in their workplace, be that the boss or colleagues, whatever it may be, you know. Uh, I totally do. I 100% hand on heart can admit that I have left multiple jobs Mm. for that one reason and it took me a long time to realize that I do get really triggered when I'm working with people in a workplace who have different values or work ethics. And I recall it as feeling really frustrated. And I found myself blaming other people for making me feel frustrated Mm. or like the team wasn't achieving its goals. Oh, it's, it's incredible, isn't it? How, something like that can really set you off um you know that's not to say that you should stay in a workplace where your values are constantly questioned or you don't feel valued right um, you know uh or or productive or you're the subject of bullying and harassment please do not stay in that kind of environment but seeking clarity on the situation by doing a check-in to see if you're being emotionally triggered will definitely give you the confidence about what your next move is Mm. and, you know, which might be changing jobs or it might be healing what's being triggered and then having a, you know, constructive conversation with some peers or your boss Mm. about whatever that might be. Mm. Mm. Right, yeah. I guess when you're feeling that awkwardness, at work, uh, feeling unsettled, maybe, I don't know, uncertain, you just suddenly don't want to go to work Mm. and kind of regret or regrudge going to work. Mm. And suddenly you feel like a victim in your own life and that unsettled feeling kind of spreads out into other parts of your life, like your Mm. friendships, your relationships, just goes yuck everywhere. It snowballs. It's incredible mm. how quickly, like if you don't address your emotional triggers and, and especially let's say in that environment, it, it can mm. just absolutely snowball and start to grow and then infect other areas of your life. Yeah. You, know, you sort of, it just infiltrates. Mm. Yeah. 
absolutely does. Why don't we touch on some of the common triggers that people experience in a workplace? Mm, let's do that. That's a, that's a good starting point. You know, look, some that spring to mind for me are things like the memory of a, a previous negative experience, um, you know, that, that preempts the current negative experience, mm. you know, and then ego protecting or ego judging, you know, mm. egos are a big thing in the workplace. Yep, <laughs> yep everywhere. Um, exactly. But other things are like, you know, opposing individual or organisational beliefs and values. Mm. And I think that's a big one because mm. we don't often address our values. And I know as coaches, you're, you're the same as me, core yeah. values are a really big thing. So important. So important. So important. And, and, and we often don't, go back and and review them mm. we, we have them in our subconscious mm. and we get really triggered by things and we think yeah. why don't i get why? so affected <laughs> yeah your core value um if it's in questioned or you know it's something's in breach of that that can really set you off i know i'm a person like that core values are a really big thing for me ditto same yeah yeah so <laughs> and stress stress is a is is a big one it's probably the biggest one so many people are affected by that and stress then carries on like we just previously said it, mm. it just has a roll-on effect mm. you know mm. if you're feeling stressed and frustrated mm. uh, you bring it home and it just keeps going and keeps mm. going and keeps going you know mm. Yeah, look, Natalie, I think you have nailed all the big ones. I don't know that I have anything to add to that list. Why don't we go a little deeper in each of them so we can maybe start to recognise and explore the parts of these experiences so we can, I don't know, start to identify if these things are emotionally triggering us in the workplace. Okay, cool. Um, let's, let's start with previous negative workplace experience. Um, that we're basically holding on to we could mm. be holding on to yeah yeah and you know when we have a bad experience in any part of our life there's a part within that's really dedicated to protecting ourselves mm. so we don't experience that again mm. and in the work context if you've worked with someone in the past for example who always took credit for your work you mm. might find yourself in a new work environment and you're really sensitive to this type of behavior mm, mm. and suddenly you're preempting or expecting that it's going to happen again. Hold so, on. Yeah. So when your fellow team member is, you know, in a private meeting with the boss, mm. you're automatically assuming they've gone in there to steal all your glory, all your ideas. When in fact, maybe they're just going in to have a really personal conversation about something that's hard for mm. them. And it's, you know, a completely different topic. But just because you're carrying that hurt from your past job, you're projecting that behavior onto others in the workplace. Yeah. So you're not establishing good relationships. Your focus isn't on your work. You're mm. carrying that tension around. You're triggered without even having a trigger event happen in the workplace. <laughs> it's true, isn't it? Like it's... Mm. It's really hard to let things go. Mm. I think that's, you know, and have a fresh start. Yeah. Um, and especially if you get hurt, I think uh, the ego, yeah. <laughs> which is probably our next point, um, you know, and the subconscious tries to protect us. We, we don't want to have those feelings of hurt and pain again. And we've discussed this so many times. 
mm. around triggers. And it's it's the same for careers, relationships and friendships. Mm. You know, we, we, we find it hard to let things go and start again. But you, you can see how past hurts when carried into the new experiences then shape or influence that new experience. Mm. And sometimes the healing work takes a long time. And at least if you have an awareness of what's going on, you can then make choices with that information in the mix. So you're not running blind or just on feeling. Mm. Um, you know, you're not just reacting. Mm. You're becoming proactive. So it's a big one, Candice. Mm, it it is. Yeah. No, absolutely well said. Nailed it. Yep. I think now, as I mentioned, <laughs> let's move on to ego. Um the ego is essentially self-image mixed with self-esteem. And you know, let's let's try and keep this simple. I think that's probably the easiest way we can say it. Well, we'll be here all day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a big one. It's the way we perceive ourselves, you know, the way we think we should think, the way we should look, the way we should feel, and and also how we want others to perceive us. For so many people. Our self, our self-esteem is then tied to our career. You know, we identify ourselves with our job. You mm. know, it's not like you meet people and they say, oh, you know, what do you do? And you say, oh, I'm a mum <laughs> or I'm a I'm a mm. husband or a wife mm. or I'm a carer or I'm I'm Natalie. Or, um, yeah. you often will say, you know, oh, I'm a coach, I'm this, I'm that, and and you refer to your your profession. Mm. So it's a, it's a tricky one, you know. Yeah, like I'm a teacher, I'm a lawyer, I'm a nurse, I'm a plumber, mm. and and then with that job label, there comes assumptions mm. about who, you know, and what a teacher, a lawyer, a nurse, a plumber should be, how they should act, and so on, you know. So, for example, let's say you're a teacher, and you describe a teacher as caring hardworking, strong, and maybe they look a certain way, you know, they wear certain clothes, drive a certain car, live in a certain house. This then all becomes your identity and your ego surrounds this to an extent. So when people comment uh, or compliment these qualities, your ego feels good. <laughs> it's, it gets the good feelings. But on the reverse, you know, the flip side, if these qualities then are questioned by others or yourself, your ego becomes a little bruised and then it triggers all sorts of negative emotions mm -hmm. like fear, shame, shame's a big one, yeah. embarrassment, anger, and it literally triggers you. And we all know when we're triggered, we rarely respond in the situation the way we would like to, we mm. tend to react. Yeah, that's know? it. That's absolutely it. And in a workplace where our ego is so vulnerable because, mm. as mm. you've just said, we associate our self-worth with our job, perceived criticism can really trigger our fragile ego. Yeah. And then on the flip side of that, our peers are in the exact same boat. If we, you know, hurt their ego, they become triggered and suddenly no one's responding in the best way possible. It's like a ship of shame. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I like that. A ship of shame. I, I used to think that when I, I used to manage a team and 
it's like everyone's questioning themselves yeah. and then everyone's questioning everyone else it's the ship of shame you know you're constantly doubting um and the ego is doing that it's yeah. it's watching it's perceiving it's it's basically just creating this yeah. turmoil you know yeah. um and ideally we want <laughs> yeah ideally we want to take our ego out of our life as much as possible because believe it or not we can live really well and much happier without it mm. um but it's a huge commitment uh, that's required and there's a lot of energy involved in in removing ego uh, or separating from ego mm. so in the meantime if we just become aware of when the ego is bruised and basically what's triggering that you know when it happens to you know takes time to take a deep breath you know take the time take the step back let things just cool down and realize you know that it isn't personal Mm. it might feel personal but often it isn't it's just two or more imperfectly perfect humans just trying their best Mm. and that's we often forget that the the humanness of it all is lost you know oh absolutely everyone is absolutely doing their best Mm. and our feelings can really cloud that knowing or even understanding that yeah we're all just trying to do the best job we can Mm. With what we have, with the experience we've had up until this point in time, everyone, yeah, I love that. Everyone is just doing their best. Mm. It's, it's it, right. You know, it's, it's, it's just one of those things we often forget, isn't it? We, mm. We're so busy kind of looking for problems. Um, yeah, they're everywhere when we look. <laughs> yeah, you know, that, you know, and, and also unknowingly we judge, we place judgment. Yeah. Whereas if we just stopped and went, I really don't know what's going on in that person's life or how they're feeling mm. or, and even if someone is trying to push ahead and, and, you know, push you aside, even kind of taking a step back and, and considering how you feel about that and, and whether you're going to stoop to that level kind of yeah. thing, yeah. <laughs> you know? So I think next, let's, let's move on to the next point. The next on the list is uh, conflicting personal and organizational values and beliefs, yeah. which is a huge one huge one it is we're really digging into some juicy parts of triggers in this episode absolutely (laughs) i don't know i think maybe um we might even come back at some stage and do a full episode on values and beliefs because Mm. there is a lot to unpack there uh Mm. so why don't we just touch on it here give everyone some context about how values and beliefs can trigger you in the workplace what do you think sounds good candace yeah take it away cool So our values and belief at our very core give us a sense of what's right and wrong. And so in a career, for example, some of your values may be quality, um, certain outputs, recognition, Mm. service. It might be your income, how much you earn. It might be a sense of purpose and meaningfulness. It, It really can be anything that's important to you as an individual in your job or in your career. Mm, mm. So in a workplace, it's generally made up of a number of people. And guess what? (laughs) They're all different. (laughs) Everyone (laughs) has different values. Um, 
no two people are the same. So you might maybe have a value around high quality work, but someone else in your team might prefer hitting production targets perhaps. Mm. So if you find yourself in a situation, you have a deadline, you're diligently working around uh, producing really high quality items and secretly you're okay with not quite hitting your target. Mm. But then you have a team member who, as I said, is all about hitting those targets and they're happy to cut a few corners just to make sure the outcome's achieved. And all of a sudden, you've, you, you know, you're both triggering each other because your actions contradict each other and it's because your personal values mm. are different. Did that make mm. any sense? I felt like I was rambling a little bit <laughs> <laughs> that makes per- it does make perfect sense. And, and that's the thing is, is when you get down, you strip it all back. That's what it comes down to. People mm. are different and mm. they will value different things. Yeah. And their sense of achievement will, will come from different things. Mm. You know, it, it's likewise with your belief system. Yeah. Some people believe in the direct no BS approach to in- interpersonal communication while others believe in communication that it should be gentle and delivered softly and caringly, and neither are wrong. It's just different. Mm-hmm. And, but you can see where, unfortunately, these kind of things will create conflict mm-hmm. and triggers. They will create emotional triggers. Yeah. No, you, you're absolutely right. And I guess this is why big organisations and small set corporate values and beliefs so in their hiring process they Mm. can try and recruit people who are on the same page as their Mm. organization but the reality is that companies don't always do this very well Mm. and then of course there's companies who choose not to so that they have that diversity in the organization Mm. but on that individual level you know colleague to colleague peer to peer We have to understand that we do all have different values. We all have different beliefs and it's not personal. It's just different. Mm. And I think the key is just having respectful, open communication, putting aside that ego really can help you work through differing beliefs and values so that you're not triggered in the workplace so that there's that sense of we're in this together and there's a mm. bit of give and take. It's spot on. And, and the thing is, is it's about perspective, mindset and perspective, are probably the mm. best ways to put it. And, and just on that, look, you might be doing the growth. You might be changing and, and you know, changing your mindset around how you interact at work and, yeah. and your perceptions of other people um, and their actions. Mm. And, you know, you might be letting go of your ego and kind of trying to, not forward think too much <laughs> about their intention, right? Mm. But they may not want to. No. <laughs> That's another thing we have to address just yeah. really quickly before we get on to our last point. So, you know, in the ideal world, <laughs> um, you could exist. have that lovely, yeah, exactly. You could have that lovely conversation. So, oh, look, I think we've gotten off to the wrong foot. I think I'm coming up from this angle and you're coming from this angle. But a lot of people won't want to. And if they are ego-driven, and that's not to place blame, it's just it's an unfortunate thing that happens in our Western culture 
around workplace, ego does drive, especially, you know, the higher up you get and the more corporate you can become. Mm. So you've got to be willing to accept that if you do the work and the healing on your triggers, that person may continue to be the way they are, Mm. but you're not going to get triggered by it. And that's the most important thing we're talking about, about triggers is not having them affect you so much that they make you sick or they make you doubt yourself or they make you lose self-esteem and self-confidence. It's about gaining your power back here. Absolutely. Um, You know, you know what I mean, Candice? And and yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And if you decide to leave the job, well, you've decided to leave the job and that's fine too, but you've done the work. So you're not going to carry it into the next place. Mm. And, you know, I just thought I'd bring that up because often, you know, I think people misunderstand what our line of work is, Candace, in the mm. sense that it's all positive and, you know, rose gardens and it's great. And, and it's, listen, not. <laughs> it's not, I mean, there are challenges in life. And like we've been saying, people are different. Yeah. You know, you can find a best friend that you align on so many levels with, yeah. but there will be a point of difference. And you can't be surprised like by that. That's probably why you love the person. Yeah. It's because of that, you know. So just bear that in mind when we're talking about triggers. It's really about your personal growth. And even in the workplace, it's about you looking after yourself and your needs and being aware of what is triggering you emotionally so you mm. can break that habit. Yeah, so you can and just let it go. Let all that hard stuff go yeah. and just keep exactly. moving forward. Yeah, exactly. You know, so sorry about the little spill there, people. It was a good one. It was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> um, our last point, I think, for this episode, Candace, is stress. Oh, that's right. This is massive. It, it is. It's huge. And it's the problem with stress is it, it triggers that flight uh, so fight, flight, and freeze um, response in us, which is really similar to being triggered. Mm. So these two can get a little bit muddled up. Yeah. Um, and yeah, <laughs> it's a tricky one. So, so when we're stressed and in a state, you know, that we're super fragile to be triggered, the tiniest thing pushes you over the edge. You know, I think, we are all really similar when it comes to stress, pressure, expectations, feeling overwhelmed, uh, feeling like we're not coping with our mental or emotional pressures in life. And I don't know a single person who hasn't experienced this before. Stress is common, you know, it, mm. especially in the life that we live at mm. the moment in this day and age. Yeah. And Unfortunately, (laughs) workplaces are known to harbour stress. You know, um, there's more and more organisations at the moment working towards helping their staff manage stress, which is absolutely fantastic. Mm. But it's also our individual responsibility to do the things that we need to do to help manage our stress in the workplace and outside the workplace. Mm. Yeah. And I think, and again, I was very guilty of this. So many people wear stress with 
pride. Oh, amen to that. Yeah. <laughs> I am. I have been, and I do fall back into the habit of wearing it with pride, but I'm aware yeah. of it now and can work on letting it go. But I don't know. It's the whole, I'm so busy, I'm so important, and therefore I simply must be stressed. Yeah. There's that association there, and we just need to change that as a culture. We really do. Oh, we so do. This is like, this is a really big one. It might mean having conversations in the workplace around strategies, um, you know, within the organisation to manage stress um, or implementing some mindful pauses during the day. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, compulsory fresh air time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and having support of like in-house therapists. Uh, there's so many things that companies and businesses can do and implement. So, you know, it, it's it's something that should be harnessed and 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 embraced by organizations. Mm. So, you know, look, possibly, you know, in a team meeting or if you're feeling stressed within the workplace, you could bring this up. You could get the ball rolling on this within your own organisation to, you know, because I'm sure everybody in the room would put their hand up if you said, are you stressed? Yeah. You know, so. Um, if they're willing to admit it. If they're willing to admit it, exactly. Because like you said, it's a badge of honour, unfortunately, yeah. in a lot of workplaces. Mm. So, you know, there's a, there's the other side of this too, and that's doing things to support your own mental health, things like exercising, eating well, having mindful moments, you know, and being mindful in your actions and living, you know, meditating, mm. yoga, catching up with friends, having that downtime, mm. and doing things that help you like that you know will help you manage your stress appropriately mm. um, and ground you. I think we always forget that with stress. Stress takes us away and steamrolls and, and kind of becomes this huge weight. It can yeah. become like a big storm cloud within minutes. Very quickly. You know, yes. <laughs> yeah, you've got to be able to ground yourself. And, and often these small little things, like even walking out the door and getting a coffee can kind of, you know, just bring you back to the present moment. Change uh, your state. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And I think, you know, at the end of the day, I've worked with a number of organizations now on implementing mindfulness programs in the workplace mm. and, uh, you know, stress management related activities. Mm. But at the end of the day, it really is up to the individual to implement mm. these strategies. No one yeah. is coming to say, you know what, I'll just hit the pause button on your life. Why don't you just go to Hawaii, lay on a beach for a couple of weeks, <laughs> recharge? Sounds nice. <laughs> oh, it sounds amazing, right? But it's not going to happen. Yeah. We need to steal and schedule time, mm. do these activities that do nourish our mind, our body and soul, mm. because ultimately they're the things that are going to help you manage your stress in your body, in your mind, in your soul. Mm. That's spot on, Candice, absolutely spot on. And, and I've found that too, working with organisations as a, you know, positivity coach or yeah. mindset coach. And then also as a yoga teacher, you can only teach so much mm. and it's then the person. And, and I love it because often you'll get this, I feel so relaxed. That was great. What a session. Or, oh, that's really put things in perspective for me. And I now know what I've got to do. 
and then you go to the next session a month later or something and it's like how are you going with that oh oh yeah I I was meant to do this but but I didn't <laughs> I didn't I, I lost time and this has come up and and so Candice yeah. is spot on steal the time for yourself and and I like that term because we all get a little rush from doing something mm. cheeky right (laughs) we all get a little kick out of doing something that's against the status quo yeah so do it for you steal the bit of time steal the precious moment Mm -hmm. um you know do something that you wanted to do for a long time but you haven't kind of been willing to do um or found the time to do haven't made it happen Mm. yeah yeah and implement things i mean look as people that are trained in mindfulness and mindful living and yoga living. Mm. I don't always have an hour to do my yoga. No. Um, I, and I'm sure you're the same with your meditation. Oh, absolutely. 100%. Right. But we find five minutes. Yeah. I always say to myself, find five minutes. Yeah. And, you and can, there's always five minutes. Yep. Exactly. Always. Exactly. You know, I was the idiot that used to be at the airport doing yoga poses. <laughs> <laughs> or you know um sitting outside a boardroom doing a yoga pose or meditating because it's so important and it brings again it's a grounding thing it brings you back to yourself yeah. and yourself knows best mm-hmm. contrary to what everyone has told you your whole life yeah, yeah. yourself knows best it knows exactly what candace needs it knows exactly what natalie needs yeah so it's exactly what you need just to listen (laughs) yeah just listen and and you know find and steal those five minutes a day for you and you only Mm. don't bring anyone else into it just have those moments for yourself so on that note (laughs) we've brought some yeah we've talked about some pretty heavy stuff this session i think everyone will benefit from this one yeah, and it's huge. And I, and I think, look, even if you're not in a workplace or organization and you own your own small business, and I'm guilty of this, yeah. you have to find ways to not to heal your triggers and then not be pressured to overachieve because that yeah. often happens with small businesses. But that might be one we <laughs> touch on another, another podcast. So, so many topics coming your way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's right. But look, it's thanks so much for joining us for another another um, fortnight. And, and Candice and I appreciate you immensely. Mm-hmm. Take care of yourselves and give yourself those five minutes daily, every day. That's it. <laughs> so it's bye from us. <laughs>